Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to Top 5 from The Ray Taylor Show, where each week I rank movies in a variety of categories, and this week I'm doing TV show episodes in a variety of categories, from franchises and subgenres to directors and actors, no film and sometimes TV show episodes. Go and watch as I break down my top five picks. So join me every Sunday for new episodes and get ready to dive into the world of film and this episode TV with top five from The Ray Taylor Show. This episode is my top five episodes from season six of Black Mirror, the Netflix series Black Mirror. It's a critically acclaimed television series originally from the United Kingdom and is now produced and distributed by Netflix, created by Charlie Brooker. The show offering a chilling and thought-provoking anthology and uh, standalone episodes, usually each depicting a different story set in a near future or alternative reality. Yet this, this season breaks from that tradition. The series explores the dark side of technology and its impact on society, often reflecting our current world through a dystopian lens. Technology still plays a role in every episode, uh, or at least has a loose definition of technology in each episode of this season. We get <coughs> alternate paths in this season with advanced technology we also get straight up horror genre episodes but still it is a great season uh very dark very depressing stories as we are one to have in a black mirror season uh, but i think it's a very strong season i've r ranked my top five episodes in every season except for season five, which only had three episodes in it. So I can't really do a top five, although I could do just a rank, just do a ranking of those. Maybe I'll do that. Uh, but what I will be doing after this eventually will be a top five Black Mirror episodes in totality. Out of every episode of Black Mirror I will uh, go back through and see what my top five, all-time top five are. But for this one, it is only season six, the most recent season. Uh, and I'm a fan of this season. I am a fan of this show. And I am all for the evolution of the show. As Charlie Brooker wants to evolve the show, change it, expand it out past just sci-fi, I am all for it. I enjoy anthology shows in general. I enjoy shows similar to this, like Room 104, like The Twilight Zone, all of those things I'm a fan of, and uh, whatever Charlie Brooker wants to do, I am on board for it. Uh, so if you enjoy speculative, speculative fiction, dystopian narratives, uh, and thought-provoking social commentary, Black Mirror is a must-watch series that will change your perception and leave you pondering the implications of our technology-dominated lives. This show will include spoilers. This top five will include spoilers for each episode from season six of Black Mirror. So if you don't want to be spoiled, you can fast forward to the very end where I recap my list. Uh, but other than that, I am going to be 
there's five episodes. Every episode will be talked about on this podcast and I, as I rank them and as I talk about each episode, I will be spoiling each episode. So, spoiler warning from here on out for season six of Black Mirror. Let's get into ranking them, starting off with my least favorite episode. Now, even though this is my least favorite episode, it is not by any means my least favorite Black Mirror episode in the entire series, but out of season six, there is one that I like the least, or at least that I felt was the least, I guess liked the least would be proper, because there are some that are very non- black mirror-esque that step away from the black mirror type of show uh but this one is just one that i didn't really like this the the twist the end uh you know there there are aspects of this episode that i did like that i has that black mirror feel uh but ultimately i liked it the least and that episode is i might say movie a lot of times in this in this episode but the my fifth favorite black mirror episode from season six is Maisie Day. Maisie Day explores the dark world of paparazzi culture and the consequences of invasive media practices. This episode is directed by uh, Uta uh, Breswitz and written by the series creator himself, Charlie Brooker, as all of these episodes are. Uh, although I think some, or at least one, is co has a co-writer. Uh, this episode delves into the moral dilemmas faced by paparazzi photographer, a specific paparazzi photographer named Bo. The story is set in the mid-2000s and revolves around Bo, an amoral paparazzo who becomes involved in a scandal that leads to a television actor to taking his own life. Racked with guilt, Bo decides to give up her career of selling compromising photos of celebrities. However, her resolve is tested when she is offered a substantial sum of money to capture images of an actress named Maisie Day who has gone missing after a hit-and-run incident in the Czech Republic. And then we get the twist. The twist of this episode, there's a lot of moral dilemmas Oh, what is it to capture the the uh, people in their worst moments? Also, specifically, somebody being outed in the mid two thousands. How versus now, where I think people are far more accepting. At least the majority of people are far more accepting of people coming out of the closet. And it's amazing that I mean, it's been almost twenty years, I guess, since this this took place but uh a very interesting moment in time the mid 2000s that this episode takes place uh but the twist of this is that when she goes to take these pictures to her surprise Bo discovers that day has been bitten by a werewolf and is hiding out out of fear of harming others seemingly went to go to this special doctor to get off drugs like as some kind of rehabilitation type of a thing but we find out instead that uh it is because she is uh was bitten by a werewolf and is turning into one herself so a twist i did not see coming and a twist that while being interesting kind of derails a lot of the ideas i thought this episode was about in a lot of ways 
the situation takes a dark turn as the paparazzi invade Day's room and start taking invasive photos of her during her transformation into a werewolf. In a tragic turn of events, Day commits suicide while Bo uh, callously captures the moment with her camera. The episode features a talented cast, including Zazie Beats as Bo, Clara Rugard as Maisie Day, and Danny Ramirez as in supporting roles. Maisie Day explores themes of exploitation, guilt, dehumanizing effects of the media, and the moral boundaries crossed by in the pursuit of sensationalism. Maisie Day presents a dark and unsettling vision of society, forcing viewers to confront the ethical dilemmas and consequences that arise from our obsession with the celebrity culture and invasive nature of media uh, intrusion. Uh, this episode, no sci-fi elements, definitely horror elements with the the werewolf, obviously, uh, but does in every episode, for the most part, involves tech on some level. So this does involve a lot of older tech uh, cameras that use flashcards, compact flashcards, which you really don't see. Uh, she's using an older laptop. You have the iPod shuffle makes an appearance in this. Uh, and also early paparazzi culture, which is something that with social media you don't really see as much as you did in the day in the like early 2000s. Especially like I think the time when digital cameras started being available in like the late 90s, early 2000s, digital cameras really kind of started becoming more consumer based products and that gap between the beginning of digital cameras and smartphones is like kind of the height of paparazzi where people were buying cameras and being able to shoot tons of pictures in a way they were never able to do but it wasn't exploded out to where everybody has a camera uh, that can take pictures that we are kind of living in now so it's a very specific time in culture uh, this obsession with paparazzi this obsession with celebrities uh that still exists but i think it's definitely evolved in a lot of ways uh you also have like i said the suicide of the star being outed as gay and cheating on his wife i don't think would lead to somebody committing suicide like it would have in that time also the episode kind of exploring that parasitic nature of the media of people in the media and how easy it is to exploit the trauma of others rather than help people, as we see at the end of this episode, which is a very sad episode, ultimately. And uh, I, I liked it. I mean, there's, the sadness is kind of a staple of Black Mirror episodes. But uh, I think the werewolf turn is, I don't know, it was just my least favorite. And... I thought it was going in a direction and it changed into like this werewolf thing. And it's like, ah, I don't know. I just didn't like it as much. So that is why Maisie Day is here at number five. My least favorite episode from season six of Black Mirror. Moving on to number four. My fourth favorite episode from Black Mirror season six. This one is by far the least involved with technology this episode it is also an episode that was labeled as 
red mirror instead of black mirror and that episode coming at number four which i still loved but because of its departure and breaking from the mold i put it down here at number four uh, but there is a lot of this episode that i did love and in recontemplation i may have put this higher if i do this list at another time let everything settle in a little bit more regardless number four fourth favorite episode from season six of black mirror is demon 79 which takes place uh takes the viewers back to the year 1979 and as i said labeled as a red mirror episode which i have heard a theory i don't think it's confirmed but the idea of the red mirror episode is that this is an episode or a movie that exists in the black mirror universe as we've seen over the years with black mirror they all take place in the same world as we saw in the episode black museum i believe it was called at the end of season four i think that kind of ties all of these stories into the same universe where all these stories take place there are definitely a lot of references in this season of episodes uh, like events that have happened in other episodes uh, there is a politician in demon 79 that is referenced in other episodes so there is connective tissue throughout all of these episodes and stories within the black mirror universe and but they're all separate stories within this universe and the red mirror episode that this is uh, i've heard explained as it's a piece of content within that world maybe a show that is streamed on streamberry which is a netflix style streaming service within this universe uh, i've also heard it uh, a theory of the explanation of red mirror that it is what they intended to spin off like either do a spin-off anthology show to black mirror that's called red mirror that i would imagine is straight up horror anthology so either way this could fit within that there is still connective tissue to the universe references to the universe of black mirror which would make sense if this was a piece of content created in the universe of black mirror either way demon 79 labeled as red mirror indicating a very unique twist on the series usual format this one directed by toby haynes uh this one not only written by charlie brooker but co-written by bisha k ali the episode explores themes of discrimination racism and dire and the dire consequences of a supernatural encounter so kind of supernatural technology if you were if you were to stretch the definition of technology for this episode to relate to the overall black mirror themes all black mirror themes are, episodes are deal with technology technology plays a pivotal role in each episode so supernatural uh technology being the technology of this episode uh the story centers around nita a sales assistant working at a department store who experiences discrimination and racism from her co-workers and boss 
the basement of the store in the basement of the store nita stumbles where she is forced to eat her lunch because they don't like the smell of her food she is indian and the white people are very racist about all that so they force her to go eat her food in the basement while in the basement she stumbles upon a talisman that unleashes a demon in training name named gap gap taking on the oper- the appearance of the lead singer of boney m which i don't know who that is musician don't get the reference either way a hilarious accent accent a hilarious costuming for this demon to be dressed as she was watching a, a music video on her tv and she it's a an image that she had in her head that was pleasing to her so the demon took that form so she wouldn't be so scared when he revealed he, he it revealed itself to her uh either way reveals to nita that she must kill three individuals within a few days to avert one per day to avert a nuclear apocalypse although initially hesitant nita is coerced into committing her first murder with gap when gap discloses that the victim was sexually assaulting his own daughter uh, so she you know to justify what she was doing despite her initial conflicts nita uh, nita proceeds with the killings her second target is a man who has been found guilty of murdering his wife and she subsequently murders the man's brother when he unexpectedly discovers the crime scene leading to one of the funniest moments in black mirror history as they fight each other in the kitchen he has a knife she has a hammer and they are kind of swatting at each other like they're trying to kill a bug without the bug flying at them it is hilarious uh in a very dark moment where she's like literally killing trying to kill people uh but it is a very fun moment um nita finally uh lena's final target is michael smart a far-right conservative politician she manages to run him off the road but apprehended but he's it, she is apprehended by the police uh just before she can fulfill her murderous intentions uh, she chose that because she, you know obviously the rise in right-wing racism uh her being an indian in the uk uh it's very many parallels to the united states in 2023 as we are seeing the rise of fascism and the right-wing hate speech in the united states for people who are not white who are not european people uh who are anybody who has melanin in their skin um among other people anybody that's not straight white men basically are are being marginalized and attacked and uh, labeled as uh the problem so you know she can't kill people that have murdered before because they've already made the deal with the devil so she needs to find people that haven't committed murder yet and despite the fact that he his political future will lead to the deaths of millions of people he has not yet specifically killed anybody but he is somebody that will cause massive pain and death to the world as right-wing fascists are to do that is part of the authoritarian nature of fascism um 
So that's why she's excited to kill him. It's like she's trying to do good with this this curse that she's been bestowed uh, with this talisman. So, but she gets arrested, uh, and it's a great moment where she's arrested, placed in an interrogation room, and there's this moment where, as the audience, you are unsure if, which kind of is something you thinking about that maybe it's all in her head maybe she's killing people and this demon they're all in her head we saw moments where she fantasized killing co-workers and other people that are horrible and maybe this is just how she's justified this violence and you see as the clock strikes midnight when the apocalypse is supposed to happen and nothing happens that you're like oh there's this moment where you question everything that you just saw but what happens is the delay the delay is that okay this apocalypse has started and it just hasn't reached where the police station is yet um and it's during this solitary uh confinement where gap still present with her persuades nita to embrace the dominant uh the damnation together uh he's allowed to bring somebody with him to go to another place to continue whatever they're do whatever the mission is and she's succumbing to the allure nita accepts gap's proposal uh just as the nuclear missiles rain down on the world leading to global devastation uh, so it was true it was all true uh, the episode features uh, Ajana Vasan as Nita and Papa Eswedu uh, in supporting roles. His name sounds familiar. I don't know if it was on a previous episode or I've seen him in something else. Great. I loved both of those actors. They had a great chemistry. It's really funny. Like, there is a level of dark humor that I really enjoyed about this episode. Demon 79 explores the themes of oppression, moral dilemmas, and the consequences of unchecked power and the potentially catastrophic outcomes of, uh, uh, of one's choices. Demon 79 presents a dark and contrary and uh, cautionary tale, I should say, presents a dark and cautionary tale diving into the depths of human psyche and challenging viewers to contemplate the repercussions of their actions the nature of evil and the complexities of moral decision making and an increase in an in an increasingly chaotic world uh, i had a lot of fun as i said watching this by far the most different black mirror episode obviously being a red mirror a lot of dark humor no real technology aside from a phone that's used for the demon to call the devil or whatever uh, but it was a lot of fun. I would love to see a full series based on this episode. Uh, I think the the banter and the the uh, chemistry between those two characters was a lot of fun, and uh, would love to see where they go. Like just see their adventures as they go through time and space to do whatever they do. Um, and also, the right-wing politician is referenced in other Black Mirror episodes, and in many ways, because in because this is like a story within the Black Mirror universe and not like actual events, 
the that politician actually did get elected and did get into power and led to all of this technology that we've seen in Black Mirror, all the uh, invasive technology that we've seen in Black Mirror are due to and surveillance and lack of privacy that we've seen in all the Black Mirror episodes is due to this politician making way for all those things. Specifically, there is a, a, a cut, a, a moment where you see the robot from Metalhead, the episode of Black Mirror where you have the robotic dog dogs uh but one specifically tracking down a woman and hunting uh all human life which i can't help but think of that episode metalhead as police departments in the united states are being donated these robots that will be used to unalive people uh so police uh police officers don't have to get their hands dirty anymore they can just use robots to kill people um and i saw one recently with a flamethrower strapped to it which i don't know why that's necessary for anything but let's it's just the robot apocalypse is going to be a bunch of robot dogs it's not going to be terminators it's going to be dogs and they're going to have all the weaponry strapped to them and it's going to be horrible and uh Regardless, I did really enjoy this episode, but because it is so different and because uh, I just the other ones I just liked a little bit better. But coming in number four, still a great episode is Demon 79. Let's take a quick break from this episode to talk about attention. attention. All, All Ray, Ray Taylor, Taylor show, show fans. fans. We're excited to announce we've just released a line of exclusive merchandise featuring original artwork inspired by the show. Our high-quality shirts and biodegradable phone cases are a perfect way to show your support for the show and make a great gift for any fan. Plus, with each purchase, you'll be helping us continue to bring you great content. So don't wait. Head on over to InspireDisorder.com now and check out the full collection. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll show your support by grabbing some Ray Taylor Show merchandise today. And now, let's get back to the show. Moving on to my third favorite Black Mirror episode. This one is... Uh, not as much technology, but we are clearly in the Black Mirror epi- universe. References to other Black Mirror episodes within this. Uh, but that episode, coming in number three, my third favorite Black Mirror episode from season six is Lock Henry. This episode offers a gripping narrative that delves into the dark secret of a small countryside town. Directed by Sam Miller, written by Charlie Brooker, the episode explores themes of true crime family secrets, and the consequences of unearthing the buried past. The story revolves around Davis and Pia, a couple of film students who visit David's mother, Janet, in a town of Loch Henry in the UK. While there, they become intrigued by the town's history, particularly the notorious serial killer Lane Adair. Adair, I think. Lane Adair? That sounds about right who had a reputation for torturing and killing tourists. Pia suggests changing their film project from one about eggs, a man who protects egg smugglers, to a true crime documentary about a dare, hoping to bring attention to the uh, revitalization of the town, which is kind of dead. 
Uh, as Davis and Pia continue shooting their documentaries, they they make start uh, they make a startling discovery: old VHS tapes of the TV series uh, Bergerac, stored by Janet, his mom, turn out to contain hidden footage of Adair's crime, revealing that Adair was in fact an accomplice of Davis's parents this revel this revelation shatters their perception of their own family history and brings theme uh brings them face to face with the dark secrets lurking in lock henry pia driven by the need to expose the truth uncovers evidence of janice uh, involvement in the crime and attempts to escape tragically she meets a fatal fate when she falls in a crossing trying to cross a river uh, the one aspect of this episode I didn't like was that she felt the need to cross that river in the she had like completely seem seemingly had a fine hiding spot was not being searched for but did the extra thing of trying to cross the river slips and knocks her head it's like such a bummer um, but other than that it's a it's an, a phenomenal episode fearing the exposure of her role in the crimes janet leaves behind the vhs tapes all of the evidence she had for davis along with a note and takes her own life years later the true crime documentary created by davis and pia is successfully stream uh, released on streamberry the popular streaming service in the black mirror universe gaining critical acclaim and even winning a bafta award the success of the documentary documentary brings the town of Lock Henry uh, brings uh, joy to the town of Lock Henry, along with a lot of tourists. But Davis is left traumatized by the rev uh, the revelation and the weight of his family's dark past. After the BAFTA ceremony, alone in his hotel room, he revisits the his mother's suicide note, which simply reads, "For your film, Mum." The episode features a talented cast, including Samuel Bl Blenkin, uh, Mihila Harold, Daniel Portman, John Hanna, and Monica Dolan. Locke Henry offers a haunting exploration of hidden secrets, the consequences un of uncovering them, and the complexity of the complex dynamic of family relationships. Locke Henry delves into the psychological and moral implications of technology and human nature, leaving the viewers with a chilling and thought-provoking experience that challenges their perceptions of truth, trust, and the dark aspects of human behavior. Aside from my tiny issues with this episode, it was so good highlighting the culture of true crime as well and how tragic the love of that like the love of tragedy is in many ways tragic while also delivering a great twist that i didn't see coming uh and such a, a bittersweet and tragic end as so many black mirror episodes are uh but it was you know the question of was it all worth it was all of this sex success worth it uh, a lot of great performances uh you know and uh, a lot of great references as well to other Black Mirror episodes uh, while they're being nominated for their BAFTA as a documentary series. There was another series uh, called the Pedof about a pedophile ring um, that is, I believe, a reference to 
the episode from season three called Shut Up and Dance, where the kid is being blackmailed and on being told to accomplish all of these these um, tasks and meeting other people that have also done things that are told to do these tasks and ultimately everybody gets exposed anyway another brutal episode but i think that documentary is in reference to that episode there's a documentary again from season three or in reference to an episode from season three about san junipero and i think there was a third one that was in reference to the very first black mirror episode uh the national anthem i believe as well Uh, so a lot of fun little references little easter eggs in this episode great episode brutal episode not really again i mean the technology involved is them digitizing these vhs tapes and in that process she uncovers the vhs tape that exposes his family so the technology was the catalyst for the twist and for this episode in a lot of ways uh and i really like it i really like the commentary and the the idea of uh them tackling and having true crime being the subject of the episode uh, so coming in number three my third favorite black mirror episode is Loch henry moving on to my second favorite episode from black mirror season six this one could easily have been my favorite depending i just like my one and two could go back and forth but i think my i'll, I'll get to why my number one is my number one but just know that this could have easily been my number one and uh it was a lot of fun it's probably the most black mirror episode coming in number two is joan is awful this is also the first episode that plays in the new season joan is awful offers a unique and unsettling exploration of the consequences of technology and the invasion of personal privacy this one's directed by ali uh Panku, 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 Ali Panku, and written by Charlie Brooker. Obviously, the episode presents a disturbing scenario in which an individual's life becomes the subject of a streaming show produced by a popular app called Streamberry, which looks a lot like Netflix. Even the logo is very similar. The little bumper sound and the the visuals of the threads of color. Um, but Netflix, as we saw in Lock Henry, uh, is also a streaming service that exists in the Black Mirror uh, universe. So they just happen to have the same visuals. I don't know. Regardless, I think it's probably to avoid any kind of legal issues or personal issues with the fact that Netflix owns Black Mirror, you know, and, the you know, you, you can you can reference netflix but turn them into a different name regardless uh streamberry is the service the story revolves around joan a tech ceo who is or at least the leader of a uh, a department at a tech company who discovers that her entire life is being retold in a near real time by uh is retold in near real time by the streaming app streamberry her to her shock she finds out that the show is titled joan is awful and stars renowned actress selma hayek joan realizes that the show is being generated using a quantum computer that utilizes personal data collected from their devices and she learns that she technically 
consented to Streamberry's usage of her data and her likeness when she agreed to the app's terms and conditions. Feeling violated and blaming Hayek for her uh, uh, predicament, Joan decides to rebel against the invasion of her privacy. In an act of defiance, she chooses to defecate in a church. This is probably not only the most Black Mirror episode, but also probably the most funny. This and the Demon 79 are, are pretty hand in hand. Uh, but uh, definitely a fun moment when she decides to make Selma Hayek look bad by uh, going to eat a bunch of junk food and, and poop in a church. Uh, this act is captured by the show and Hayek pays her a visit, revealing that she took unknowingly uh, that she too unknowingly signed away more rights uh, to her own image. Uh, Selma Hayek did than she initially understood uh, in a bold move, Joan and Hayek decide to break into Streamberry's offices with the intention of destroying the quantum computer uh, responsible for creating the show. However, this is where a great premise gets layers and just exploded my brain. However, they discover that they are actually trapped in a simulated reality where Joan is portrayed by actress and Annie Murphy like they are the reality we think we're in is actually a simulation of a simulation uh, despite the revelation Joan remains determined to put uh, an end to the manipulation and destruction caused by the technology together Joan and Hayek managed to destroy the quantum computer uh, which is a great scene with uh, one of the many great or with the great cameo of Michael Sarah uh, describing that you're not even the base. This is an actual reality. That's why I'm Michael Sarah playing this character. It's a very uh, a, amazing scene. It is a very amazing scene when the realization that they are only a simulation of a simulation um, and that there's just levels of simulation. Uh, but they destroy the quantum computer, reverting reality to its source level. In the aftermath, the real Joan is depicted as a young coffee shop owner. Uh, she and Murphy find themselves placed under house arrest for breaking into Streamberry's offices and causing property damage. The episode features a talented cast, including Annie Murphy, Salma Hayek, Michael Sarah, Hamish Patel, Avi Nash, uh, Yumni. Masaku, Lolly, Adifope, Rob Delaney, Ben Barnes, Jared Goldstein, uh, Jabuki Young White, Ayo Adibri, and Kamurin Farmer. Ooh, boy, I brutalized a bunch of those. Uh, hopefully, the simulation of me recording this did a lot better. Uh, Joan is Awful explores the themes of privacy, consent, and the ethical implications of data collection and manipulation in a thought-provoking and unsettling manner, as well as AI-generated content. Joan is Awful challenges viewers to reflect on the potential consequences of the technology-driven world we live in, raising important questions about the boundaries of personal privacy and the power of the power dynamic between individuals and the platforms they interact with 
a far more classic Black Mirror episode. As I said, this is the most Black Mirror Black Mirror episode of the season. It's also very funny. Uh, and when the the idea of the multiple levels of reality just made me love this episode even more. Very mind-bending ideas that seem far-fetched today, but uh, you know, in the near as many Black Mirror episodes are that eventually become reality. I wouldn't be surprised if a version of this with the proliferation of AI and the constant improvements of everything, I would not be surprised if this in some form or fashion were a, a reality uh, within the next decade. Would not be surprised at all. Uh, but coming in at number two, my second favorite episode from Black Mirror Season 6 is Joan is Awful great episode great episode let's take a quick break from this episode because i want to promote are you looking for a way to take your love of the ray taylor show to the next level look no further than inspire disorder plus as a member you'll get access to a whole host of amazing perks including the full week of shows ad free in both audio and video versions a live painting archive early access to the many faces members only discounts and deals a podcast back catalog with over 600 episodes. But that's not all. As a member, you'll get access to my personal blog as well as my creative writing. You'll also get the chance to ask me anything you want. With all of these benefits and more, Inspire Disorder Plus is a must-have for any fan of The Ray Taylor Show. So don't wait. Go sign up now. Head on over to InspireDisorder.com slash plus and start enjoying all of the amazing perks of the membership. And now, let's get back to the show. Moving on to my favorite episode of the season. It's a great, dark, disturbing episode. If you know, if you're following along, you're paying attention, you know what this episode is anyway. So let's get into it. My favorite episode of Black Mirror Season 6, number one, is Beyond the Sea somewhere waiting for me beyond the sea presents viewers with an alternate history scenario set in 1969 this is directed by john crowley and written by charlie brooker the episode explores themes of identity isolation and the dark consequences of technology in this alternate reality, astronauts Cliff and David are on a six-year deep space mission to cope with their prolonged separation from their families. They use mechanical replicas of their bodies on Earth, allowing them to spend time with their loved ones. However, the idyllic arrangement makes a dark, takes a dark turn when David's replica, along with his family, is brutally murdered by a cult. Devastated by the loss, David becomes reclusive and falls into a catatonic state, witnessing his friends suffering. Cliff and his wife, Lana, make a decision. They allow David to return to Earth using Cliff's replica, uh, his replica body, hoping that the experience will help him find solace and healing. However, as David reacclimates to life on Earth, he becomes increasingly attracted to Lana, who is Cliff's wife. Lana rejects his advances and insists that his visits must stop after he strikes their son for defacing his painting of Cliff's family home. 
The tension between David and Lana escalates when Cliff discovers David's new drawings of Lana, leading to accusations of infidelity and assertion that Cliff doesn't appreciate his family enough. Cliff confronts David, revealing that Lana is disgusted by him and forbids him from using his replica, Cliff's replica body, any longer. In a desperate act, David manipulates Cliff into embarking on an emergency spacewalk repair, allowing him to use Cliff's replica again to return to Earth. Once there, David carries out a horrifying act of violence, killing, murdering Cliff's family. Ponders return to the ship. Cliff is horrified by the tragedy that has unfolded. He discovers David waiting for him at, and, uh, and for him at their little lunchroom and offers him a seat. Uh, this episode features amazing acting by the cast. Aaron Paul, Josh Hartnett, and Kate Mara. Uh, Aaron Paul plays Cliff. Josh Hartnett plays uh, David. Aaron Paul as the replica having to portray the character of both characters um david and cliff is a great it really highlights aaron paul's ability to act also being able to see josh hartnett who we haven't seen in forever love seeing josh hartnett in this i think he is great as well uh, beyond the sea delves into the psychological impact of extended separation the complexities of human relationships and the ethical implications of replicating identities through technology beyond the sea offers a dark and thought-provoking exploration of the potential consequences and moral dilemmas that arise when technology intersects with human desires and emotions great performances as i say aaron paul playing two characters basically uh, i would love to see a full movie using this tech this idea this ability like when you first this episode first starts and david's character goes to the movie with his wife and two kids and in the lobby other patrons approach him and treat him like a movie star in a lot of ways and touch him like he's an alien in some way like oh you're so real like there is a very weird interaction there and when you see that it's oh they're actually robots that while in space these people are able to beam their consciousness down to earth and and live in these robot bodies on earth uh is such a great idea such a great idea so i'd love to see a full movie using this idea fleshing out this idea uh, I I thought this movie was going to go or this episode was going to go one way. It went a complete other way. Uh, great to see Josh Hartnett, as I mentioned, uh, who has serious Harrison Ford vibes as an older man. Definitely like has has a very Harrison Ford look to him. Uh, like apparently Josh Hartnett is having a renaissance. There is a heart non heart non heart Hartnettissance happening where he is going to be in a bunch of things coming up. It seems like it's been a while since we've seen him in anything, apparently this is the tip of the iceberg, the tip of the spear for Josh Hartnett being in a lot more projects, which I am all for. I enjoy uh, his presence in movies, his performances in things, and uh, it was great to see him in this. 
as I said, the story didn't go exactly where I thought it would go. Like after he, after David's family is killed and Cliff offers him to use his replica, I thought he was going to use his replica to go kill the cult members, right? I thought it was going to be a revenge film. And then when the, the episode goes to him making advances on Cliff's wife and then being rejected and told he can't use the replica anymore, I thought he was going to kill Cliff in some way, like have a space, like a 2001 Space Odyssey accident outside, right? He just, there was an accident and he, you know, he got thrown into space or whatever, or his suit failed or whatever it is, but not telling his wife. So I don't know how they would work that out, but that was the other thing that I thought might happen where he's just going to exist as Cliff while for this six years while they're on this mission neither of those things happen was not expecting dave to go back david to go back and kill cliff's family so he can feel what it's like very dark turn that i was not expecting at all uh and there was one conceptual issue that i heard brought up talked about this episode but after thinking about it i can see why they set things up but the issue that i heard that i thought was interesting when i heard it was that it didn't make sense why they would send the humans up to space and leave the replicas back on earth like if you can just remotely go and do the work in space why would they even send them in the first place but then in reconsidering that idea i thought that it kind of makes sense because what if like the number one goal is for this space mission to be completed. The added benefit is that they have this ability to go to beam into these robots back home and exist on at home uh, in shifts while they're still up in space. And it wouldn't make sense for a business whoever's in charge of this space deep space travel to take the risk of the technology that allows them to beam for that if that were to fail for the astronauts if they are still on earth if they couldn't beam themselves to the spaceship they wouldn't be able to do their mission and the mission i would assume is the number one goal so it does in reflection like when i heard that i was like oh yeah why wouldn't the human stay on earth and use the replicas in space but that assumes that the technology that beams them works 100 percent of the time and if it ever were to fail the people funding this space mission would prefer it fail with the people still in space and just them not being able to beam home for recreational purposes um either way i love the technology i i would love to see this like we've seen in so many like just f movies and tv shows since black mirror has started many years over a decade ago 20 years i don't know how long it's been going on um wouldn't be surprised if there was some kind of sci-fi story that involves a similar technology and also love seeing the alternate past with technology. Uh, I love that idea. You see some of that in the Apple TV show uh, For All Mankind. 
this kind of alternate past where technology uh, was more advanced, got more advanced earlier on. Love this episode. So the premise is amazing. The brutal end is amazing. The performances are amazing. All of those reasons. It's got the sci-fi. It's got the horror. It's got the just like brutality of everything. All of those reasons is why it's my number one. Uh, I love this episode. Interesting sci-fi. Alternate past. Unexpected twist. Great performances. Absolutely brutal end. Beyond the Sea. My number one favorite episode of black mirror season six let me do a recap and we'll get out of here this is my top five episodes from black mirror season six starting off with number five is Maisie day number four is demon 79 number three is lock henry number two is joan is awful and my number one favorite episode from season six of black mirror is beyond the sea thank you for tuning in to this episode i would love to hear how you would rank your favorite episodes from black mirror season six how do you think this season stacks up with the other seasons i think it's a solid season i think it's strong what do you think of the red mirror episode would you like to see a spinoff would you like to see more i i personally would uh, but i'd love to hear how you would rank your favorite episodes in Black Mirror Season 6. And thank you for tuning in to this episode of Top 5 from the Ray Taylor Show. I hope you enjoyed my ranking and analysis of my top 5 episodes from Black Mirror Season 6. Um, join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or over on YouTube.com slash Inspired Disorder if you are watching this. Do not forget to tune in next Sunday for an all-new episode and see you again next week for more Top 5. Subscribe to The Ray Taylor Show on YouTube and everywhere podcasts are found. Binge the full week ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com plus. Purchase Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace out! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.